Welcome to the Money Morning Podcast. Today, I talked to Chris Brophy of HireMe. HireMe is about to IPO, and it's an automation company specifically focused on the labor market. I think they'll disrupt the recruitment industry, so it's very exciting. Have a listen. Hi, Chris. How are you going? Welcome well on yourself. Very nice well, thank you. Um, you're about to list, Chris. Uh, the company's called HireMe. I was wondering if you could give us a, a brief overview of the business model and your operations. So this is Auckland, um, Hiremi Limited, uh, we built it off a foundation which is on contractor and on contractor was our labor hire business. But fundamentally what we are is a technology enabled recruitment labor hire company. Um, from a corporate structure, we've got a limited entity, but under that, the two different divisions, which is on contractor, uh, providing labor hire services and then Hiremi Recruitment, which is a fixed fee uh, recruitment service. And automation of labor forces is certainly the wave of the future. Uh, I think a lot of people are paying attention to this. I was wondering if you could tell us a bit more about how your technology works and I guess uh, how you implement it. Yeah, look, if you if you're going to have a look at um, a number of articles online and, and, and articles that have been published by um, recruitment firms and labor hire firms, in essence, it takes them or takes a business about 40 to 68 days to either hire or to recruit somebody. Um, alternative to place them as a contract within their in their business, but it's the process itself is fundamentally flawed, right? Uh, in essence, majority of uh, bricks and mortar businesses are going to uh, a process whereby they put on a job board. From there, they'll then have to rationalise the hundreds of thousands of resumes they've got to receive, and they'll utilise uh, an engine or a boiler room, which is uh, made up of individuals. That will then go through a process. They've got to go through through verification. And the entire process is manual. Um, and it kind of trips over each other, uh, trips over itself time and time again. Whereas for us, in its simplest form, clients place a scope online. Uh, the scope is pretty intuitive. Um, and the user interface is pretty simple. So in essence, if you can write a, a Word document, you most certainly can place the scope. We've got a machine learning and AI algorithm, <clears throat> pardon me, that then matches your scope to a pool of resources or, or community members on our platform. What's important to note in that is the community members are pre-verified, so we check working rights, um, we check their qualifications and their skills and certification, and the algorithm seeks that out and then presents the client with um, effectively the best match. So it removes all the bias, but it also shortens that entire process uh, of far more than what your traditional process would be. Further than that, we don't have the costs associated with it. The algorithms pay for them. We don't have to pay for buildings, etc. Um, and then from there, of course, we go down the, uh, go down the paradigm of the hiring process. But in essence, we save, uh, we save a fair bit of time. Uh, we save a fair bit of cost in terms of the administrative burden, not only within our organisation and hand those savings back to the client, but in the client's organisation too. Well, efficiency is more important now than ever. I think it's very exciting uh, technology and idea. Uh, I, I was wondering if you could tell us a bit more about the macro side of things, what you're seeing in Australia. Is there a labor shortage? Uh, the borders have been closed. Uh, and I guess how your company fits into that overall landscape. I suppose, let's try and have a look at the market from an overall perspective and we'll kind of, we'll kind of rationalize that down then uh, to an industry perspective. So. We operate in a market which is about $40 billion in spend um, in Australia. So it's 25 million of that is labor hire and about $15 million of that is, uh, is recruitment. 
Further to that, you've got about 9,000 odd participants in this space um, on both sides of that equation. So a highly saturated market, um, low barriers to entry, and therefore you see the competition that you do. But so you've got a saturated market trying to service a market which is effectively short in skills uh, majority of the time. You know, Australia fundamentally has a crowding out effect in terms of the, in terms of investment uh, based on this. And you've got a change in the requirements of skills going forward as well. Um, you know, we're not looking at the same positions that we used to look uh, look at anymore. Uh, so you bring those two things together, the saturated market and old way of doing things, you've got the crowding out effect. Um, you've got a recipe for disaster in essence. Now, I mean, we've been on the journey for two years and fundamentally technology was always going to underpin a change in that. Um, and you can see some of the retired coming out of the bigger players uh, and your bigger providers saying that they need they need to invest in technology, but COVID's been a catalyst for that. Border closures, everything else. How do we fit into that? Well, I mean, in a simplest form, geographic location, well, guess what? We're cloud-based. You can work on anywhere. You can find resources anywhere in Australia. From a skill sets perspective, because we have the algorithm, because we actually rationalise and match to a skill set and not just the qualification, you're matching it far quicker and therefore uh, far more access to uh, to resources, but one thing between us and the job board and, and our other providers, we've got a contract which is a, a conduit for individuals that are looking for work, connecting them to organisations that are looking for people. You know, um, so fundamentally, people know what they what they're going for is realistic. You know, so it's not expressions of interest. Um, how do we how can we kind of change things going forward? Lachlan, I think you know we are catalysts for change in terms of how the market looks for people uh, and how clients actually engage with, uh, with resources. But, you know, from an investment perspective, um, I suppose your guess is as good as mine, right? Yeah. Um, what are, I'm curious, what, are, what specific industries do you really want to focus on? Is there a particular sort of industry that you're really targeting at the start here or is it just sort of a broad-based uh, approach? You know, we started off uh, focused on resources, infrastructure, um, and utilities, and that's just because some of our backgrounds came from that space, and, and therefore we understood it. Uh, but the algorithm and the platform is most certainly industry agnostic. Um, so we service all the way from uh, traditional admin roles to grey collar to blue collar, um, all the way up to engineering roles, right? And it's so in essence, as long as you've got a requirement and we can match that to, to an existing database, so there's nothing really that changes. But where do we really want to focus? Um, I think we're going to continue down the same paradigm that we have. Uh, we understand the market we've operated in. We certainly want to head down uh, down the space of healthcare, et cetera. But like I say, we're industry agnostic. So it's dependent on the, the registered clients that actually join us. Okay. Well, I guess my next question is after that, uh, where do you see Hire Me in two to three years? I know it's a big question, but uh, what, what are your ambitions? And, and also, I guess, what are some of the near-term uh, goals? So the very first near-term goal was essentially getting a listing done. Um, if you look at where we've come from, I mean, we started in 2018 and uh, FY18 revenue is about 80,000. We estimated at 80,000. FY19, just under a million. Oh, so just, sorry, just under 900,000. FY20, uh, 6.2 more in revenue. And of course, you know, COVID has slowed things down, but our revenue base is growing for this, for this uh, year. Through that entire period of time, you know, in essence, we've raised less than $4 million. 
to not only build a platform but to grow our business. So I mean, we call it brutally good almost all the way. So first step is you know share this with the rest of the market, and the only the best way to do that is via listing prices for, uh, on the ASX. Uh, second to that then is actually going to execute the strategy and our strategy in the first instance was very simple. You know, we took competitor base focus, which was focused on ourselves rather than the external index we operated in, set a, a pricing ceiling and by virtue of that invested in tech rather than people. Next is actually focusing on, on a client-based, uh, customer-based strategy. So, you know, we have released uh, high recruitment, but We'll release adjacent services as we go. One, one of those would be a SaaS model. Um, I mean, SaaS is, you know, people talk yep. a lot about SaaS, but uh, I mean, to be fair, if you look at the SaaS market in the space, it's only about 500 mil. We'd like to take that and actually make it a hybrid of uh, traditional recruitment labor business already uh, and go and access the additional of the 40 billion uh, that's, it, that's available. Um, and that's a short term, so nice and yep. steady over the next six to 12 months. But uh, throughout that period of time, we're investing in the platform. We're building up the AI and machine learning uh, to the extent that we feel it'll be ready for that SaaS model. But what we'd like to do is most certainly going to change the market in this space. Um, you know, traditional bricks and mortar business, if you look at what um, most of the people that operate in those businesses want to do, they want to start their own business. They just don't have the working capital requirements, they don't have the technology. Uh, by virtue of what we're releasing a SaaS model, we'll be able to underpin that business for them. Therefore, our SaaS model will be a little bit different in terms of, of being able to provide people the ability to start their own, their own venture. So we're quite excited. That's two, three years from now, and it is most certainly a big change of what the market's used to. But we'll see how we go over the next couple of years, right? Things change and we're small and we can pivot. One final thing, uh, would you call it sort of a recruitment or employ employment as a service, uh, R-A-A-S? Uh, I mean, what, what do you reckon about the acronym there? It's not bad. I think you might have just penned something for us, right? Um, yeah. So, you know, let's see. Yeah. And, and do you know what? The funny thing you should say that, like, why I like it is we're, everybody goes, it's technology, technology, and we've got, yes, technology, but we have taken a fundamentally driven business and enhanced the biotech. Right, so fundamentally driven labor hire and fundamentally driven recruitment service, overlay technology onto that, and guess what? You probably have what you just mentioned, right? I, I like your business model because uh, I think a lot of people are getting ripped off in the recruitment game at the moment. Mate, they are. The recruiters have got this thing where it's, uh, we've got this black book of individuals, right? But no, you don't. It's you're going to market by job boards and every other mechanism that you can find, right? Don't get me wrong, we do that and we build that pool up. But the, the, our profiles are, are, are succinct, they're verified. Yep. Um, but if you went to go and recruit 100, so let's say $100,000 position, uh, which is called a benchmark, you're paying between 15 to 25% on top of 100,000 bucks. So that's 15 to 25 Gs. For us, it's $4,500 flat. So if you've got a $200,000 wage, it's $4,500 flat. Well, that's, uh, that sounds pretty good. I mean, uh, one of the things I've noticed with uh, a lot of these recruitment companies is they, the amount of middlemen involved is just wild. I mean, the, there's the, the lead recruiter, then there's the sub-recruiter, and, 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 and all along the way, the steps are completely messed up. I mean, I mean really, you've got such a large pool of data there to, to work with. I mean, surely, I mean, yeah, it's just automation is, is what you have to do. 
well, this is offensive. Like, you're taking, you're taking a set of data points, which is the data that you're looking for, the individual and the skill sets, and you're trying to match it to another set of data, which is the individuals that's walking around looking for work, right? But now traditional business, what they do is they fundamentally overlay it exactly the way you said. So you've got a boiler room full of 20 year olds actually taking a thousand resumes. So hypothetically, you're looking for an engineer or whatever it might be. These 20 year olds, no work experience, take a template and ask a couple of questions. By virtue of that, they rationalize the thousand down to a hundred, which is their, their shortlist, call it. Right? Okay. So they're getting rid of the airline pilots and looking for a new job. They're getting rid of the janitor that's got cert for in engineering fundamentally believes you can do the job. From there, they then hand that to the client. The client then actually does all the work, like you said, you know, yep. because they've missed a couple of janitors, they've missed an engine, they've missed a couple of airline pirates, and uh, and of course, they don't really know what you're looking for. They just give you a bulk service. But then they charge you at the end. Whereas for us, you know, you log your scope, we then send you uh, effectively profiles, of profiles of about five of them, and they match perfectly. This, this could be a big thing. I mean, employment is so critical and we do it so wrong these days. So, I mean, that's my final thought is very disruptive, uh, excellent idea. And I, I wish you all the best, Chris. No, like, I appreciate it, Matt. And um, I think we're, uh, we're most certainly a catalyst for change, right? I think it's either going to be us um, or there'll be others. And there'll be others like us. Don't get me wrong. They will come, right? But... Um, Hopefully, we're the ones that are first. And, you know, to be honest, I'd like to see us break the back of the seat from everything else too, because it's not required. Now, this is one more thing. Sorry, I, I'm sorry to take up so much of your time, but uh, no, is no, there no, any no, interoperability with, uh, with Seek or uh, platforms like that? I'm just curious. So, you know, there's a, there's a multitude of players, and they all play in little blocks of what we do. So, if you look at the entire paradigm, and if you break it down nice and sweet and simply, You've got a job need, which is the client side. They then go, they then have to go to market. So this is a seat piece, which is your job boards. We're going to market. Then you've got the matching, which is taking all that and matching it, of course, to the information. You've got verification, then you've got onboarding, right? Seat does market. We do the entire paradigm. Okay. So in essence, you can place a scope online with us for free. We do the entire service, but we don't charge you when you place a scope. C oh. charges you 300 bucks. Yeah. It's not needed, right? It's, um, and the difference between us is we actually rationalize the information to the extent where you've got the profiles appear exactly the same format time and time and time again to the client, and they look exactly like the scope. Seek is different formats. Uh, you get Word documents, get images rather than PDFs and blah, blah, blah as people upload it, whereas our AI machine learning passing, we pass all the information from the client's resume, whatever the format, and create this guy. Yeah. So it's the same thing over and over. All we're trying to do is we're trying to take all those, those little blocks and try and shorten them as quickly as possible, but as succinctly as possible. Yeah, it's a bit of an archipelago out there at the moment, so... Oh, look, it's, it's not that complex, right? It's the, um, the thing is, the labor hire, the labor recruitment market is, it's so behavioral. These people have been doing it for the same way for years and years and years and years, and that's yeah. why you get 9,000 of them, right? Now, rather than invest in tech, they all want to try and make money as quick as possible. So they invest in people. Whereas we went, right, we, get, we know we're going to be a loss-making business for three, four years, but we make a change. And at that point in time, the accretive revenue 
and the, and the hockey stick effect takes over. And we can start, we're already starting to see that, right? So our pricing, you know, cheaper and we're not giving up margin. So the marginal benefit remains with the individual and with the client. Yeah. And you, so, you've got a nice dashboard, I'm sure. It's all sort of uh, <clears throat> very easy to use. Uh, well, I mean, cu I'm curious about like user interface and stuff like that. So we'll continue to enhance the user interface. The dashboard is simple uh, in its format and it is, we focus on user interface. I mean, the biggest thing for us is uh, user journey, regardless of which way you look at it. And that's just because as the older generation leads the market, newer, younger generation, we're so used to everything being at your fingertips. Um, so we're trying to get to, and fundamentally what we explain to the team and our tech, our tech team consistently is, you know, if I go and try and book a movie or buy tickets or do anything, <clears throat> and I'm on my phone, the minute it asks me to plug in credit card, it tells you've lost my sale. Yeah. I want to be able to, at a click of a button, do what I need to do. So and that's what we're trying to do, right? So pass the individual information so they don't have to do that work. Therefore, we get the profiles for the cap. The semantic matching, so from the client's perspective, you know, the profiles are a lot from, I mean, the scope's are a lot, but we'll continue to build on those. And it's predictive, right? So you start typing, something might pop up for you because you've typed it before. Um, we'll, we'll pop in AI chatbots on either side of the equation to try and enhance it even further. And inevitably, you'll get to a point where it'll be as quick as a flash, or as quick as we can make it, yeah. right? But no cost difference. We, we love what we're doing at the moment. We love this business. You know, if it wasn't, um, if it wasn't for that, who knows where we'd be, right? Like some of the team members have been with me for a long time and, and, and stuck with us. Um, and they stuck with us because they believed in it, right? So we're lucky. lucky. I'm lucky to be supported by the board that I have and I'm lucky to be supported by the team that I have. You know? But yeah, we're, we're going to make a change. Well, there's a great chat with Chris Brophy of Hire Me. I think it's really interesting how their scalable model could disrupt a what I think is an inefficient recruitment industry. So if you like this kind of content, be sure to like, subscribe, get in touch, and bye for now.